We look like pop stars. We look... <laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to Wombat Radio. Today we're chilling in the foyer of the Victorian State Library. Yeah. 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 And chatting with Hilary. Do you want to introduce yourself first? Yes. Um, hello. My name's... That's your thing on the top. So when you talk, say something. Oh, oh yeah. It's hitting the yeah. thing. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. Um, yes, I'm Hilary Goldsmith. I'm 23. Um, born in Perth, born and raised. Um, and then I moved over to Melbourne in 2014 to go to VCA and um, do dance. And now just graduated last year. Um, and I'm just here doing life. <laughs> yeah. Great. <laughs> so and is what, that right? Yeah. What does that entail? What are you, um, um, what are you into, and what are you working on, and what are you um, thinking about? Yes. At the moment, I'm um, uh, working with my friend, but I guess colleague, <laughs> um, Siobhan McKenna. Mm. Uh, she's making a fringe work, and it opens next week, um, and I'm dancing in that for her. Um, which is great. <laughs> and other things I do, um, like I work just in a shoe store to <laughs> pay the bills. Cool. And I try to do class as often as I can um, at various places, Chunky, Lucy, back at VCA. Because they're still free at VCA. Because they're they? still free. Yes. Yeah, definitely milking that one this year. Um, and yeah, just being more of a normal person post uni. <laughs> what does that look like? <laughs> um, like just hanging out <laughs> with other people, maybe that aren't dancers, oh, yeah. is nice. Um, and all my friends from uni definitely hang out with them. Um, just like doing less but also still doing lots. I thought I wouldn't be doing anything, but <laughs> still doing lots. Mm, mm, mm. But um, I think more time to sit with things. Um, and what are you sitting with at the moment? What am I sitting with? Yeah. Um, I feel like I've got more time to like process. Um, um, is it loud enough? It's really okay, good. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Um, sitting with, um, just sitting with what's, entering my body more and like what I want to focus on with my body because now I, I have more of a choice um, whereas like at VCA it was like just flooded with information which was great but now I feel like I have time to process information more and like do a class and think about it and um, just chill out <laughs> a bit more <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so what is that how does that manifest? Does that mean that you get selective about what kind of classes you do or you th think about what training you need in relationship to what projects are coming up? Or um, is it more like exposing yourself to ideas and concepts and people? Probably all of those things. Mm. Um, in terms of like being selective with class, I feel like 
I'm pretty open. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, any class is good. I like that. Um, but I think I can... I feel like I have more of a... Um, I just feel more, like, empowered in class to go about it how I want, which mm. I, like, definitely could have at uni. But I feel just a lot... Um, a lot more in myself yeah. <laughs> in class. So it's more for me. Well, it was always for me, even at uni, but there was other so what's, pressures. What is different then? Um, like is it your self-talk or is it your... Um, what's different? I think it's just like my attention and awareness. Mm. Um, Or like what I want to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Like if it's the one class for the day, it's like what am I doing it for? Do I have a rehearsal later or mm. am I going to work later? Or am I just haven't got much on for the day so I really want to mm-hmm. get the most out of it? Um, yeah. <laughs> and I feel like you said some other good things. <laughs> Um, about why I do class and now I can't remember oh about just about self-talk oh yeah self-talk um how does it feel to make the decision to stay in Melbourne really good (laughs) yeah no I'm here (laughs) um I yeah I feel very much at home here um yeah things I'm interested in are here and Mm. um I just love the city as mm. it is and I love that I can do class every day and I love mm. discovering new things there's always stuff on um, so I'm very much here I feel like this is my home but like definitely throughout the year I've had lots of little like getaways mm-hmm. which I think have been really good because um, the city can get a bit much mm. I think Any um, city. yeah but I think yeah, for the next, for the foreseeable future, Melbourne is my home, but not opposed to, like, going somewhere else. But I feel like if I did, it would be overseas. Yeah. Probably not anywhere else in Australia, maybe. Yeah, I maybe. thought that <laughs> when I was finishing VCA and I thought there's nowhere else in Australia. Mm. And I thought I was going to have to go to Belgium, actually. But mm. I really didn't want to go to Belgium because it was kind of dirty what and What was cold. in Belgium? Just... Um, the kind of full propulsion through space kind of dancing mm. instead of mm. being on the spot with your torso and waving your limbs kind of dancing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just coincidentally, someone who did dance there, Gavin Webber, he was running Dance North. Um, so I went to Townsville, which is the last place that I thought I would In need Australia. to go. Yeah. 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 Oh, well. That's nice. Yeah, Europe is definitely beckoning and New York as well. Um, I went there at the start of last year to New York, um, but I think I'd like to go back there for a bit longer and um, just explore that lineage a bit more because I feel like a lot of the people I'm interested in have connections there. Like who? um, (laughs) Um... Like, I like hanging out with Joe Lloyd um, and just the whole 
like Trisha Brown lineage I think is really special and I'd really love to just get more into that like having people teach us at uni um, like Stuart Shug and Brooke Stamp and like Philip every now and then it was always really nice and I just want to kind of I'd like to get more into that but also I feel like I think before I do that I'd like to go to Europe and just just see what's there and <laughs> um, yeah get some new new exposure to new things and when you're talking about a lot of the things that you're interested in being in Melbourne can you tell me what those things are yeah um definitely like my peers from uni yeah. and they're like my friends but they're also like I love collaborating with them and dancing with them um they're definitely a big interest. It's nice having that like support um, just around you and you don't like have to like try super hard. We're just like all in it together, which is nice. Um, I like, um, yeah, I mentioned Joe before. I like, yeah, doing her classes great. Um, just hanging out with her every now and then and doing some stuff. <laughs> um, yeah, she's got like a lot of um, really nice approaches to dancing and being in your body and investigating movement and um, performance and what that is and what's in the body and yeah. Can you tell me about... I feel really like just uh, regurgitating it now. Can you tell me about some of your <laughs> favourite approaches to dancing? Oh, uh, um, I like um, approaching dance with like a lot of trust in um, the space and yourself and the people around you um, that's definitely something I keep coming back to if I'm making or performing or pretty much doing anything actually not even just dancing just life <laughs> life <laughs> life values <laughs> yeah trust um, is a nice approach to life yeah yeah um, it just brings like a certain groundedness and awareness and like like everything's everything's fine mm. if you're just trusting that so that's definitely an approach I'm often going with and it just like allows you to be like vulnerable and like go places and mm. be okay with it um, and then similar to that like I have quite an intuitive as all artists do like approach to um like making usually when I make um stuff I haven't made a lot but in any process I kind of um I never really have a set clear thing and I'm like it'll happen and maybe that's naive or like but I don't think it is because I'm always quite happy with what's come out and I've kind of just gone with something and then it's turned into mm. something and like same with improvising it's like quite intuitive I don't know I feel like mm, I'm mm, mm, mm. quite an so intuitive person I really go on that a lot in life <laughs> when you're working with the it'll happen approach it'll happen yeah how does it happen yeah it's definitely something I'm thinking about a lot because there's like I feel like there's a fine line between like trusting it and like it'll happen and then just being like totally complacent and like <laughs> yeah, yeah, not yeah. doing anything so I'm definitely thinking about that a lot now but um it'll happen 
because like I know I'm interested and I know I want to do something so I'm like I don't have to worry about not dancing ever again because I'm like well I want to so I don't like it will happen Um, and just like if I'm here in the studio with these bodies and these people or if I'm like editing a film like if I just start doing stuff if I just start doing something something like something will happen Mm -hmm. and then that something can turn into anything how do you know when to pursue something or like just let it go um quite often it can feel like what what the hell is this um even if you're just like moving in a big empty room by yourself (laughs) you're like what but I think that's always important to push through um to find like if you get through that then I feel like there's always something there or like even if it feels shit and you walk away from it there's that even that experience is still valuable um yeah and how do you make the space the big empty room Mm. how do you make it so that it supports you well like what do you set up um quite basically like loud music <laughs> not even loud <laughs> um anyone in particular i think like, like music artists, artists. Oh, not really like it's it really is very broad <laughs> like i have this spotify playlist um and only one person follows it it's my friend bell and um she's just like always amazed at what's coming on in there because it's just like really ridiculous random should I link to it in the um, podcast show notes and uh, then people if can... anyone really wants to find yeah. it they can like they can search for it maybe what's it called it's called vibes <laughs> it's just like literally songs that like I like listening to and I'm like oh it's just all easy if they're in the one place so it's always just like a real mixed bag <laughs> um so I kind of like working with that um like unpredictability um, of what could come on in this space. But usually it's like if if I feel like I need to push one day or something, it's going to be pretty like drivey. Um, yeah, but what is that? Is it like Madonna or is it oh, the Gorillaz? Could or be. Chance um, the Rapper? Like what drives you? What's your version of being driven? Um, it's different every day. I oh, can't yeah. say it's like ever one artist or one thing it's definitely it's always changing like um well once I find something new that drives me for a while and then I get sick of it (laughs) and I find something else new um (laughs) um but music's definitely a big one um and then do you end up using that same music to perform to or do you um, make something to something and then find different music usually no I don't well I haven't made that many things that I feel like I can say yet um but usually no like if I'm um because I like just making films um um in my spare time like on Final Cut because I just find that fun I just break into the uni (laughs) computer lab (laughs) um (laughs) and with what footage um yeah so sometimes like once I only had my phone with me so I was like, okay, well, it's footage that's on my phone. Um, and there was, like, some movement footage of just, like, me in my bedroom <laughs> or, like, um, just, like, random things I'd filmed. 
and um, that same thing of like I like just starting with something and then like I usually like put a track down or something because that helps you watch the footage back and you can help change the mood of it just like switching things and then then you kind of get on something and you're like cool this is working and and you can go into that further and it ends up usually being something that I didn't anticipate it being mm. or and then do you put them on the internet um I have can yeah people watch them not really like a lot of it's just kind of I'm just figuring it out yeah. <laughs> I'm not like watch my art because it's like not <laughs> I don't know it's not um that's okay I shouldn't talk it down but um it's not I feel like it hasn't come into anything yet mm. um I've got like a Vimeo with like three videos on it or something, but they've been like four things or from specific things. Um, but they're fun. Like there's like definitely, um, there's like a thread through all of them, I guess, of what I'm interested in with editing. Cause I think that's quite similar um, to choreography, that whole process. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. What do you mean? Um, like it's about, making choices or something yeah well because I um I like working with um I've got some like blue screen footage that I filmed last year and once you kind of have that you've got this like floating body and you can like it's like you're a choreographer but you've got like ultimate control (laughs) yeah it's like yeah it brings out like the inner um like control (laughs) and they can do it forever can't they yeah you can make them go any speed like Uh You know, anywhere on the screen, big, small, backwards. You can make, like, thousands of them or you can, it's, like, pretty powerful. Um, so I like that because I can just be doing that um, and it's not, like, super exhausting or anything. Like, I love, obviously, working with real bodies. That's my interest. But it's kind of nice having that, yeah, God power over a body. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's quite similar to how I'd maybe how I work in the studio. Like there's like a mixed bag of ideas or um things Mm-mm. and I can just layer and play and Have you noticed any pattern with the kind of things that you're drawn to? Yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, it, um, like, definitely interested in uh, a mode of performance that. Yeah, kind of is what I was saying before in terms of like, is like trusting and intuitive and open. And um, like, I could describe an aesthetic, but I feel like that takes away from what um, it like is. (laughs) Um, Like, I guess doing class with Joe that kind of approach to movement is um, 
what I'm interested in and that, yes, that can have a certain aesthetic, but it's, it's more than that aesthetic. Mm. Um, but I find that because I'm doing that, that's probably what's strongest in my body maybe. That's kind of what comes out and that's what I'm drawn to at the moment. Yeah. Um, but working with Siobhan at the moment um, is a lot of like slow moving and um, uh, pausing and like stopping, um, which is like different again. So at the moment I'm kind of just trying to hone in on that, um, that, that type of movement more yeah. than what I'm normally doing. Yeah. There's something about aesthetic though. I don't know. I find that when I'm making something, the aesthetic's super important to me and I know that it can seem like a shallow thing but then I also think about designers and architects and they're really dealing with mm. the craft of considering aesthetic mm. and the impact it has on people that are engaging and interacting with mm. it. Mm. So I feel like that can really be part of the work. And I know what you mean when you say that what's in your body is what comes out of your body. Mm. Mm. Yes. Like, definitely yes. Yes to aesthetic. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's definitely there as, like, maybe an um, umbrella. Um, but I think I like to f find what's driving that mm. and let that drive the aesthetic first before trying to achieve an aesthetic. Have you found what's driving? <laughs> I, well, like, I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like I'm still in this whirlpool of like um, forming my own thing and doing things for others. Like yeah. I'm kind of like, <laughs> like <laughs> post uni. I'm only kind of just now, what's it, September? Being like, cool, what, what's driving me? Like I've had my like chill out break a bit, not really. Um, and I'm kind of now like, cool, where, where am I going with my own interests? But still like really happy to, I love being a body for other people. And I want to continue that. Um, I don't even know what the question <laughs> My something nice. When you rock up to be a body for somebody else, mm. what do you think is important to be able to do that well? Or how do you approach? Mm. It depends who and what. Mm. Um, yeah, definitely is always um, something you have to vibe in the... Um, in the context of the situation like you can go hardcore traditional and be like I am the blank canvas for for the choreographer mm. <laughs> um I will make their visions come to life but um that can be quite exhausting um yeah and, and maybe I, exhausting for the choreographer as well if they yeah, need to generate yeah, all the things I don't think I'd I wouldn't last long <laughs> in that kind of process <laughs> um oh but maybe I do like you know sometimes like external validation is like just really quick and easy you know like not sustainable but like 
it can, you know, it can do its job when it needs to. Um, but like, yeah, I definitely do like being able to be in a process where I can um, offer who I am and my ideas and my experiences to that person. Yeah. And I think having, just having experiences is something good. Yeah. Um, I remember working for life. a choreographer and being worried that I was giving away all my best stuff to them before I started making work. <laughs> and then um, I asked Anthony Hamilton about this and he said his approach is that in your formative years, you would hope that all the shit that you're making up is nowhere near as good as the things that you will eventually make yeah. up. And so you should give it all away mm. and get through all of the crap basic first step ideas on somebody else's time. <laughs> yeah. And then when you come to make your own work, you're not starting from scratch. You've already been... Yeah, you've already You've gotten all the go shit stuff out of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. The only, yeah, you only need to worry about giving it away if you're never going to evolve and develop and change. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um... I feel like I've, yeah, if you, f but maybe if you feel like that with a choreographer, like maybe they're just being a bit lazy and they're just like, make something cool, here it is, good, now I've got my name on it and it's like, yeah, I don't know if I want to work for someone like that who's going to do that, so hopefully I don't, hopefully I don't have to really worry about that mm -mm -mm. too much. Like What's it's, your mm. ideal working situation? Um, with people that's good good tick start tick um, like by myself is nice but people is good um, general everyone's interested yeah tick big one <laughs> um There's a willingness to, like, really get into something and not, like, give up on something as soon as it's a bit hard. Mm. Um, it's actually, this is quite, yeah, important. Um, like, it can be fun <laughs> and light and, like, it's good to, like, knuckle down, but I think something I find even when I'm making is that I just want it to be, like, good good vibe, <laughs> fun. Um, like, I've noticed that is my, like, that's kind of what I want a lot, which is fine, but I'm kind of like, cool, well, what is it if it's not just, like, fun all the time? Because I kind of like what that can generate in, like, choreography or performance or whatever. Yeah. That um, joyfulness. Yeah. But, yeah, there probably comes a point where it can be more than that. Yeah, well, maybe it's not joy as in a frivolous mm. giggling, but joy <laughs> is in more of a, like, chakra sense Ooh, where yeah. it's, like, a deep illuminating vibrating life force yeah and it 
it's not just scattered particles in the air, mm. but it's like a laser of joy. Mm. Laser of joy. <laughs> That's what I That's like. when the chakras are aligned. <laughs> <laughs> I really think it's a super deep power that uh, not enough of our lives are focused on having mm. the ability to turn on or off. Mm. Definitely. And I think... Yeah, in the same sense, even if like, yeah, because I, maybe I have this tendency or like interest in making things that are, do seem like, just like funny or like, ah, like you just, you dressed everyone in Adidas pants and now they're standing in a line on stage. (laughs) Like I did that, but like there's more to it, Mm. I think, like, um. But I want to, yeah, how can I maintain that with, well, it doesn't really matter what people think, but sometimes I'm like, there's more to it than just like this funness. Mm. <laughs> Bad word. Yeah, because it is an important thing and something I definitely want to maintain and hold on to in what I make. Yeah. It's somehow there's, so before your time, there was a cartoon on TV called Dragon Ball Z. Oh, this is my time. That's Cheese, cheese TV. Oh, yeah, Cheese yeah. TV. Yeah, for reals. <laughs> and they go through the stages of training where so some of them become Super Saiyan and they don't have to power up into being Super Saiyan anymore. Even at resting state, they're Super Saiyan. But that doesn't mean that they're always um, alert and aggressive and in a fighting mood. It just means that mm. they're somehow in a heightened state of awareness and sensitivity. Mm. Wow, that's like my goal, I think, in life. You just, I should watch Dragon Ball Z. (laughs) And yeah, there's all these lessons like the purple dude, I forget his name, but he gets too strong in an unbalanced way. And so he's slow now. He hasn't like his sensitivity and speed hasn't caught up with Mm. his physical strength. And so, actually, it puts him behind the ball. And the yeah. ability, and you see the the father and son of each side, like the good and the bad side. And they're in different training camps, a, very, a scene that's very much stuck with me. And in one training camp, the like with the purple dude and his dad, they're training at like 15 times gravity and they're really suffering. Uh, and they are getting better. But on the other camp, Goku and his son... <laughs> They're in the spa and they're laughing and they have trained at 15 times gravity and then they've had a huge feast and now they're laughing. Yes. So that when they go back and train, they can all be there, all of themselves and not having to self-preserve or something. That's it. Yeah. That's definitely it. That's definitely something I've been thinking of (laughs) just in the last like two weeks, just like uh, rehearsing a lot. Yeah. This show has just been like really intense mm. on the body but like a lot on the mind <laughs> like my brain's like at the moment but I've been thinking about that because I've just if I'm not doing that or at work I've just been like in my bedroom with my oil diffuser on just like just chilling out because yeah I find the inner process like because you're giving so much I just yeah that reverse reverse that 
that other time to yourself just becomes yeah that's just been so strong in me the last two weeks i've been like a grandma what oils in your oil diffuser (laughs) what oils um i do love the blend of four parts lavender two parts lemon and one part ylang ylang (laughs) um is really good but um, I don't know, sometimes I just open it up and I'm like, a bit of this, a bit of that. And it's usually like way too strong by the end of that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's... Do you ever run out and need to go to the kitchen and like sesame oil and olive oil? <laughs> oh, no. I didn't even think of what they would... Um, I've never thought of them as like essential oils, but I guess they are. I don't I know if they're they essential, but I know that sesame oil is definitely yeah, about Yeah, for the, the, um, the Vade, Vaders, but... The Vaders? The, Fuck, yeah. What is it? That? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's aromatic more than it is. Apparently. Yeah. Um, my friend Olivia, she's really into. Oh, I don't know if she's really into, but she was telling me about the Veda. I don't know if I'm saying it right. Um, you should put like sesame oil on your on nostrils, your on your mustache, <laughs> on your um nose on a yeah. windy day, because the wind really um like makes people I know for me personally definitely just like makes you like a like, little crazy yeah, yeah um yeah and you've got you've got like there's like three different Vaders I'm so doing this like shame it, I'm not saying it. Yeah, yeah 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 <laughs> um, and yeah depending on which one you're strongest in you should do different things I kind of found out but I don't know if I it's just like a little test and I'm yeah, like, was yeah. that true? There's so many things like that in life where yeah. someone tells you, like, that's a great idea, but I don't understand it enough yet to do it mm. or to adjust it for my personal situation. Or... Mm. Um, so of the works that you make and of the works that you show up and dance for other people in, mm. why? Why? Because there's, well, like you said, it's so exposing and exhausting. Mm. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, wow, why am I dancing? (laughs) How did this happen? (laughs) Um, But, like, I don't question it in a negative way. But I'm like, wow, how did I fall into this? Like, I'm still doing this (laughs) thing. Mm. (laughs) why or maybe it's like if it, it takes so much effort so what's your biggest hope i don't i don't i don't know i'm not really one I'm not for very having hopeful. <laughs> no i'm like i'm very positive like i definitely am like things are gonna happen i don't know what but i'm just like things will happen um again like maybe that's naivety but what's I'm, your what's your responsibility in the the things might happen like you need to keep aware or you need to yeah, be yeah just keep interested um keep just like happy in myself I think um yeah like have that downtime um do things that I enjoy um like go to class stay interested in my body or if when I don't go to even if I don't go to class just like I don't know roll around on my floor and do that like I don't know I feel like like maybe last year the idea of having like time to myself to do things I'm interested in like scared me because I was like what is that I don't want to do that (laughs) but now I'm like craving it more um so why how did you say how how and why (laughs) 
I don't know. They're the only questions I'm really interested in. How and why. Yeah, how and why. Um, I don't know. Dancers are just amazing. Like, it's just so often I'm just like, wow, I'm just so lucky that I've got this knowledge and this awareness and, like, so many people in life will never Mm. have that or will never know themselves, like... I'm not saying I'm like some superior, all-knowing person, but like some people just never know themselves no. the I way think, that dancers do. Yeah, I think about it in a similar relationship to like if I got given a welder for Christmas. A welder. Like to oh, like weld steel metal. together. Cool. Yeah. If I did, <laughs> I'm only halfway there. I've got the equipment, but I don't yet have the embodied knowledge and skills. <laughs> Sorry, the child. Menace. Sorry, yes. <laughs> um, and so I don't really have a welder. Like I, or I, I have it, but I can't mm. yet do it. The mm. thing. I can't use it. And I felt like that was my trajectory with the dancing body and training. You felt like you I had felt the like welder I, at the I, end I, of Yeah, uni. somehow until 17 or 18 or whatever, I had a body. Mm. But I hadn't mm. fully taken possession of it mm. like I hadn't fully ex- and like known will you like how do you know when you have yeah exactly um I think there's a feedback loop so the problem with early 3D printers was that they would do the instructions you told them to do but they weren't they didn't have any inputs like a sight or smell or whatever to be able to see whether what they were outputting was achieving the design that you desired they just had like go here extrude this amount of plastic go here extrude this amount of plastic but don't think about it (laughs) yeah and don't look at what that outcome is affecting um not very and so if it if all goes well all goes well but if something breaks it just keeps doing the thing and it's not receiving and so i think maybe that's similar with the um with how you know when you're getting closer to your body being yours and not some when you start mm, making alienated mistakes. vessel <laughs> is that you see it doing shit and then you know Noticing. what to do otherwise. Yeah. Like you see it starting to get sad and you're like, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need some vitamin D. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go out and get naked in the sun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or in Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Unlikely. <laughs> Yeah. Or just shit like that. You see yeah. you see it fail or get tired or try and trick you. Mm. And, and that's, yeah. Yeah. That's not, yeah, yes. Not necessarily specific to dancers, probably just anyone in tune with themselves. But it's I feel like It's one of my favourite side effects that. of dance training. Yeah. You just know yourself a little bit too well, <laughs> maybe sometimes. Yeah, and you know how even. to hack yourself as well, you're like. Yeah. And, and other people work this out as well that this is how I'm feeling but this is how I want to feel and, and so what do I need there. to do to get there yeah. and some people try and think themselves there like think yourself happier or something you're like oh uh. or think yourself more calm and actually I know that if I just take deeper breaths it's mm. like a choreography to calmness yeah 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 having that mind body connection yeah. is definitely like so yeah. special. Yeah, and it's no different to like the reason you, you check the water in the 
radiator of a car is because if the water level is low, mm. there's not enough cool water going around keeping the engine cool so it heats up. Mm, mm. And you could make an analogy to like having enough calm time mm. in your life. And if mm. your calm time is low, mm. then the thing that keeps you cool in your like fully overloaded work times doesn't. You don't keep yeah. cool anymore. No. And you overload and then you hit someone. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, shit hits the fan. Yeah. yeah. I think definitely after the three years of ECA, yeah, I'm like, how did I do that? Yeah. But um, no, it was fine. Like, I didn't really notice um, feeling super, super, like, yeah. burnt out. Yeah. Um, there was maybe only a few times. You, you, do you think that it didn't happen or you didn't notice it? I think at the end of third year, like, yeah. when we finished... I just, like, lied on the couch, like, went to Perth, <laughs> went to the beach, laid on the couch mm. for a week, just like, ah! Um, but there was something also really energising about being at uni in that, like, you didn't have to think about, like, anything. Someone just told you where to be all the time. Yeah. You didn't have to plan when you were going to dance next or, like, write this application. Well, you could have, but... um. So in that sense, it wasn't that draining and life now can get sneak up on you, like the drain. Um, and I think, yeah, I definitely needed to take time post-uni and just get used to like life this year and just being, yeah, looking after myself more mm. and like not like so used, I was just so used to working all the time, all day. And it's like, wow, that's actually not normal. <laughs> and like, I want to be just kind of a normal person yeah. in the world. And I do. I often, yeah. I have wondered, like, what if big companies like Sydney Dance Company employed twice as many dancers and they worked half days? Mm. Uh, and then maybe there would be heaps more joy mm. because the exhaustion wouldn't be. There. Mm. Yeah, I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna comment on. You don't have to comment on that. That's my yeah, own thoughts. totally though. That um, there's a certain amount of dancing that once you cross a threshold, you're really fighting twice as hard. Yeah. Because the desire for it and the joy for it's it gone. is compromised. Yeah. 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 I hope that. And so it's weird happen. that it's operating within like a industrial timeline. Like, that you're supposed to be dancing for the same amount of time that someone else is supposed to be under a car fixing at the same time, mm. the amount of time someone else is supposed to be at a desk at, at typing. Desk, yeah. But that's all supposed to last for the same amount of time every day. You're like, oh, that doesn't make much yeah, sense to me. Yeah, the nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. And that's definitely something I've enjoyed mm. this year, tailoring the day. Um, so, finally, <laughs> it would be nice, I think, to leave like a time capsule message for your future self like your 30 year old <laughs> self oh lord yeah something that you think could could happen over the next decade that you you would forget or you would want to remind yourself of in the future um or like a a challenge to your 30 year old self like by the time you're oh, 30 you should have done this no fuck that Oh, maybe um, skydiving yeah, <laughs> would awesome. be sick. Yeah. Um, by the time I'm 30, 
I don't want to say anything like goal or outcome orientated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just stressful. <laughs> Matt, what about like a remember that there's some wisdom that you have yeah. now that you don't want to lose? Um, remember. I don't know. This is definitely something that I'll like think about throughout the week and then be like, that's what it was. That's the thing I want to remember. It's hard under pressure. Not that this is that <laughs> pressurous. Wombat radio is very um, pressured. <laughs> that <laughs> wombat. Um, oof. I don't know. I want to come out with something super like philosophical and meaningful (laughs) it's like it's like me at 30 but I I don't know all that's in my head now is like just um hope you're happy and healthy and moving and that like yeah your body's it's good still your friend and it's still your friend it's more of a friend Mm. and there's space in it yeah don't find more space don't lose the space Mm. in your body that can be interpreted many a way. So many ways. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want to say like, remember how good it was to be young and how good it was to dance. Don't forget that. Because like, who knows what, maybe I'll be interested in something completely different that's not dance, mm. which is fine. <laughs> mm. So, um, yeah, I think just being... I mean, I don't even want to say happy because even that's like a weird goal. Yeah, it is a goal or a challenge. Um, Yeah. Like, if you're not happy, (laughs) you're done. Um, Yeah, I think space. Space in the body. I don't want to lose that. Great. Can I plug? (laughs) Anything that you want to say, you can say it. Yes. (laughs) Um, Yes. So, my friend Siobhan, um, she's making a work. It's at Dance House. It opens next Thursday on the 14th it's on till the 17th it's at Dance House it's at 9pm it's called Utterance actually I should give the title um, and yeah it's a really special work and it's really hard at the moment but I think we'll get there um, but you should come and if you have an artist pass you can also come but I'm going to keep that on the down low <laughs> but if you know no excuses. <laughs> nice. I like no yeah. excuses. Uh, yeah. I don't know if there's anything else I have to broadcast. It's <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. No worries. Thanks, Matt. <laughs>